Welcome to History Conspiracy Podcast, where we provide the audio and you decide whether it's history or conspiracy. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to paypal.com and donate any amount to History Conspiracy Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your support. November 22nd, 1963. These are the sounds of the news coverage of President Kennedy's trip to Texas before he reached Dealey Plaza on that fateful day. And speaking with Congressman Halleck, Illinois Senator Everett Dirksen. In the final analysis, it is President Kennedy's own mismanagement of his legislative program that has kept Congress in session since last January, and everybody in Washington knows it. The Republican Senator from Illinois, Everett Dirksen. A plan to enter Wisconsin Republican Congressman John Burns as a favorite son candidate apparently has gone by the boards despite Burns' impassioned defense yesterday of his stock holdings in a Wisconsin mortgage company. Congressman Burns obtained favorable tax treatment for the company. The probable Republican candidate for Wisconsin governor and a Wisconsin Republican national committeeman both say Burns is now likely to forego the favorite son role at next year's presidential convention. An accident on an American firing range in South Korea has claimed the lives of nine Koreans, injured nine others. A U.S. artillery unit fired an Honest John missile onto the range. Despite warnings, the Koreans ran out to collect scrap from the first warhead, and when a second Honest John burst among them, that's when the casualties happened. An historic communications link with Japan. That story now from Al Mann, ABC, in the Mojave Desert in California. Today, a new era of communications opens between North America and Asia with the transmission of the first direct television pictures from the United States to Japan by way of the relay satellite. Today's transmission will be one way only, from the United States. A special message from President Kennedy to the Japanese people will be the feature part of the program. Not only will the picture span the Pacific, but it'll span time as well, crossing the international dateline to be seen live in Japan on Saturday morning live in the United States on Friday afternoon. Owlman, ABC, the Mojave Desert, California. A series of rifle shots brought death to five members of one family early this morning in Truman, Arkansas. Police report that farmer Sammy Penter, apparently despondent, turned his gun on four members of his family, then killed himself. The shooting at Truman, Arkansas, took place at a birthday celebration for Penter's six-year-old stepdaughter. She was one of the victims. A lawyer for teams to President Jimmy Hoffa says Hoffa had no knowledge of an attempt to bribe a prospective juror for Hoffa's trial. The disclaimer from Nashville attorney Z.T. Osborne, who was disbarred by a Nashville federal court for his alleged part in a jury fix attempt. The nation's weather, a study in contrast this morning. The north central states shivering under near zero temperatures. Snow has fallen in the belt from Montana to Nebraska. Meanwhile, the rest of the nation fairly basks in unseasonably warm temperatures. Early morning readings already in the 60s from the southwest as far north as Chicago. 
That's the latest on the weather on news around the world. The wheat deal with the Soviets coming in for more criticism. This from Texas Republican Senator John Tower. He's against the deal, thinks the administration is keeping the truth about the deal from the American people. Says Senator Tower, It might be too hard to accuse this administration of deliberately attempting to hoodwink the American people. But there can be no doubt that they have adopted an attitude of what they don't know won't hurt them. And the longer the people stay in the dark about what's going on in Washington, the longer they, the administration that is, can stay in power. Disagreeing with Senator Tower, the Democratic senator from Arkansas, William Fulbright. It is clear that our virtual embargo on non-strategic trade with communist countries has become self-defeating. It does not deny the communist countries the goods which they wish to buy, but only assures that they will buy them from sources other than the United States. Senator William Fulbright, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on the Wheat Deal. That's the morning wrap-up on news around the world. This is Don Gardner, ABC News, New York. Goodbye, and I hope you have a good day. It's 19 minutes to 8, and from Hotel Texas, here is Frank Mills with a 570 Mike Side Report. Good morning, everyone. For a few hours that began about eight hours ago, Fort Worth is the capital of the United States of America. It's a singular occasion, for at the same time we have with us today the President and the Vice President of the United States. In the dark hours before dawn, the sky was lighted by the golden glow of the outline of the skyline of the city of Fort Worth, reflecting the warmth of the welcome for the President and the First Lady. Here in the hotel, there's an air of expectancy, almost a festival, party-like air. Almost all of the 2,000 guests have been seated. Most all of them already have been served. It has been going off just like clockwork this morning. We are located some 40 or 50 feet from the kitchen, through which the president and his party will make their entrance. Why the kitchen? Well, security reasons for one thing. Another, it is most the direct route from the elevators to the ballroom and thence to the speaker's table. We arrived at 6 o'clock this morning and already people were here gathering in the dark and in the rain from every vantage point that they, uh, or from where they could find a dry spot at least, to view the president. And of course as the dry spots were taken up, uh, then the people uh, took to standing very patiently and quietly in the rain, uh, awaiting the time when they could see the president. Of course the uh, kitchen force was here in force this morning, and I am sure long before we arrived, uh, some very quick, uh, simple arithmetic, something over 2,000 people to be served, and if they're going to have uh, uh, two eggs apiece, this is some 4,000 eggs that had to be broken and scrambled. And uh, if we can project this a little further, I would imagine some uh, 400 pounds of ham and over 200 gallons of coffee. So if you've been upset about uh, making plans or overseeing a wedding reception or the club's annual Christmas party, you'll know what the force has been faced with here this morning. So the people are still assembling outside uh, for the public appearance the president will make in the parking lot directly across the street from the specially erected platform there. Because regardless of political persuasion, people are gathering for a real-life glimpse of the president of the United States. As one man said to me this morning as I walked among the crowd out there, uh, after all, he is the president, and I got here early so I could get close enough to perhaps say, uh, good morning, Mr. President, and welcome to Fort Worth. 
out at various times during the morning. We will be interrupting the regular program schedule to bring you feature reports here from the Grand Ballroom. And uh, also, of course, as the uh, festivities, if we can call them that, and this is, the, this is the air about the place, as they begin at approximately 8.45, that is the time the President is scheduled to address the people outside, uh, we will bring you in its entirety the program here from the Grand Ballroom. So for the time being, this is Frank Mills returning you now to the studio. 570 WBAP Fort Worth. Get behind the wheel of a Campbell Oldsmobile at Bob Campbell's Western Olds. You get the finest deal on a fine automobile at Bob Campbell's Western Oldsmobile. Spirited and sportier than ever for 64. That's the all-new F85 Cutlass by Oldsmobile, loaded with action. With just a flip of the wrist, you'll ease the optional jet-away transmission into position for instant response. Yes, this is where the action is, the all-new F85 Cutlass. Inside, there's sports car dash, foam-padded bucket seats, and an optional center control console. And there are three models to choose from, new holiday coupe, sports coupe, and sassy convertible. That's F85 Cutlass. Bob Campbell's Western Olds, where the action is for 64. So get behind the wheel of a Campbell Oldsmobile. Go to Bob Campbell's Western Olds. Back to the news. President Kennedy has scheduled three major speeches in Texas today at Fort Worth, Dallas, and Austin. The president and his wife spent the night at Hotel Texas after getting a warm welcome from crowds in three cities yesterday. They were cheered by thousands in Fort Worth last night when they arrived from Houston and San Antonio. In addition to an address at a Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce breakfast this morning, the president has scheduled a public appearance downtown shortly before 9 a.m. Jack Brown reports. President Kennedy's parking lot speech is still 50 minutes away, but several hundred persons have already gathered to hear him. They're wearing raincoats and holding umbrellas, but the rain has stopped. Inside, in the Grand Ballroom, some 2,000 persons are in their seats for Mr. Kennedy's second speech. That will begin around 9.10. The breakfast menu calls for eggs, 4,200 of them, Virginia ham, 65 big ones, 700 pounds of potatoes, 80 pounds of coffee, 72 gallons of orange juice, and an undetermined number of Parker House rolls. There's still no word on the subject of President Kennedy's breakfast speech. At the present time, Jimmy Revito's combo is providing background music. The crowd is still coming in. People are being seated by the ushers, which includes TCU football coach Abe Martin. The head table is decked out with sprays of flowers, uh, gladiolas, carnations, and something I can't recognize from here. Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy spent the night in Suite 850, a suite that has been outfitted with artwork from the French school, which Mrs. Kennedy prefers. The suite's gold carpet has been cleaned half a dozen times in the last few days. Every time they get it clean, cameramen plead for a few more pictures, and in getting them, they track dirt and mud on the carpet. Six young co-eds from Carter Riverside High School apparently were among the first to show up this morning. They stationed themselves outside the hotel at 5 o'clock. After Mr. Kennedy's breakfast speech, he will motorcade to Carswell Air Force Base, where Air Force One will fly him over to Love Field in Dallas. This is Jack Brown reporting from the Grand Ballroom of the Hotel Texas.
The motorcade returning the presidential party to Carswell Air Force Base is scheduled to leave downtown Fort Worth at 10.30 with departure for Dallas at 11.15 a.m. The president will address a luncheon in Dallas, then go to Austin for a major speech tonight at a party fundraising dinner. Another Dallas visitor is former Vice President Nixon, who's on a business trip for his New York law firm. He's made plans to leave Dallas this morning prior to President Kennedy's arrival. Nixon predicted Thursday that President Kennedy will discard Vice President Johnson as a running mate next year if the race looks close. In St. Louis, Republican National Chairman William Miller predicts there will be no draft candidate at next summer's GOP convention. He says that party presidential hopefuls will have to work for the nomination. He says anyone who just sits by expecting to be drafted is in for a disappointment. A birthday party for a six-year-old girl ended in horror last night in a modest frame home near Truman, Arkansas. Authorities say that a 34-year-old drink-crazed farmer, apparently beset with family troubles, shot four persons to death and then took his own life. Police say Sammy Penter killed his wife, his mother-in-law, his sister-in-law, and his six-year-old stepdaughter before shooting himself. A bedraggled Russian diplomat, not even wearing shoes, arrived in Brussels this morning after being expelled from the Congo. Several hours later, the Russian Boris Voronin was hustled aboard a Soviet plane bound for Moscow. The fate of the other Soviet diplomat picked up on subversion charges in the Congo is not known. The Congolese premier has ordered the entire Soviet diplomatic mission expelled from Leopoldville. The 570 weathercast presented by The Union Bank of Fort Worth. In Dallas, cloudy. The relative humidity is 90%. The wind south at 5 miles per hour. Barometer stands at 29.83 steady. It's 55 degrees at Fort Worth, cloudy with a light rain. Humidity 86. The wind south-southeast 9 miles per hour. Barometer falling from 29.82. The present temperature 53 degrees. Time of the tone, 8.30 from Broadcast Hill, WBAP 570, Fort Worth. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Man Show. Gino Bannon here with Mostly Music. Of course, uh, the President of the United States will speak at 9 a.m. from the Hotel Texas in Fort Worth on WBAP 820 in Fort Worth. And uh, just a few moments from now, we'll be joining the festivities with Frank Mills and Nick Ramsey and David Daniels. So stand by. It's 21 minutes before 9, and from Hotel Texas, here is Frank Mills with an 820 Mike Side Report. And we, with uh, some 2,000 or more other people, are still awaiting the arrival of the president, who in approximately six minutes, if plans hold up, will be speaking to the crowd outside, rain or no rain, in the parking lot directly across the street from the south entrance to the Texas Hotel. He'll be speaking from a specially erected platform there. Uh, political observers, you know, are saying that uh, the president's appearance in Texas this time will be observed as a weather vane. Uh, for the 1964 campaign. If that is so, the president can point to his abilities as a rainmaker, and if he can sell that idea, he ought to gain a lot of support, because if there's one thing that all of Texas has agreed upon, it is that we do need rain. We've had it a couple of days ago, we have it today, and there is an outside chance, at least, that they might break up long enough uh, for him to make a dry appearance out there in the parking lot, but if, uh, if it doesn't, then it will be a wet one according to plans. Uh, things should clear pretty well by the time of his arrival in Dallas this afternoon, and better than a 50-50 chance that uh, festivities, the parade, etc., there will be conducted without showers. But the showers will begin to form again. The instability will still be with us, and uh, probably the rain will follow the president on down to Austin. 
Well, as I mentioned earlier uh, this morning, the uh, Nick Ramsey, who was with us here at our WBAP microphones today, uh, has been circulating through the crowd uh, with the wire record tape recorder. That shows you how long I've been doing this. Uh, the tape recorder, uh, getting interviews with people. And here are some interesting uh, comments that he recorded about an hour or two ago. Let's talk to a lady here at the Presidential Breakfast in Hotel Texas. Your name, please. Mrs. Edward Moore. Where are you from, Ms. Moore? I'm from Fort Worth. You're from Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. um, what, uh, did you uh, get up early this morning, uh, earlier than usual? I got up at 5 o'clock, first time I set the alarm in years. I see. <laughs> what, uh, what brings you to the breakfast primarily? Is it to see the President, or is it the charm of the First Lady? Uh, what will? Uh, what is the the most uh, attractive element of the uh, presidential the most, breakfast? The most important thing is to see the president, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then to see Mrs. Kennedy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think she's lovely, but I think our president does come first. I see. She's a lovely person. Well, you look like you're happy to be here. Very happy. Mm, that's good. Let's talk to another lady here. What is your name, please? Mrs. Bob Cartwright. And where are you from, Ms. Cartwright? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Well, we re were well represented this morning. Yes. What is the particular attraction here for you? Well, I agree with the First Lady there that our president is most important. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to a good breakfast. Oh, yes, after standing here this long. <laughs> How long have you been here this morning? Uh, since 6.15. Since 6.15, you've yes. been here in, in the hotel. Yes. Well, it looks like everyone got up early. I remember when I came in at 6 o'clock, there were a group of youngsters who had been standing at the front of the hotel since about 3 o'clock. And so it, it seems that uh, the President and the First Lady and their being in Fort Worth and in Dallas appeals to a lot of people. Yes, I'm sure. Let's talk to this gentleman here. Is this uh, Mr. Cartwright? Yes. All right, sir. Bob Cartwright. Yes, sir. And I know you've, uh, you look like you've been looking forward to the breakfast. Well, You're one of the fortunate 2,000, I believe. <laughs> yes, uh, but I waked up at 2.30 and couldn't go back to sleep, so th this is a rough day. I see. Is it, uh, do you uh, like the idea that the president is visiting our town? Oh, uh, yes, I do. I think it's... How do you feel that Fort Worth, he will be impressed by Fort Worth as a, as a city? Well, I, I think Fort Worth has really turned out for him. I think the... Uh, uh, the business houses turning on the lights last night, the, the work that the Chamber of Commerce has done is, is uh, going to make a very lasting impression, I hope, on the President and also the Vice President. Well, uh, that's Mr. Mr. Cartwright, yes. uh, and his, uh, his idea is uh, concerning how Fort Worth has turned out to welcome the President. And um, I know that you're glad to be at the breakfast. Thank you so much, both you and Mrs. Cartwright, for talking with Thank us. Thank you. Let's talk to this gentleman here. Your name, sir? John Herrick. Mr. Herrick, um, you're up bright and early this morning. Is it your usual um, uh, procedure to get up early in the morning? Not quite this early, but I've, I really feel that, that history will recognize this man as being one of the greatest presidents we've had. Mm -hmm. And so I do not want to lose the opportunity just because of a few hours sleep to see him. <laughs> I see. I see. I've heard some talk that this is a non-political trip. Uh, do you believe that that um, um, evaluation holds as of this moment? Well, I think so, because I think regardless of party, uh, a sense of excitement has been going through Fort Worth uh, for the last four or five days. And the fact that our president is here is, uh, I think, enough to say that it is a non-political trip. 
All right, sir. Thank you very much for talking with us. And we'll be talking with some other people here at the Hotel Texas Presidential Breakfast uh, throughout the morning. Some of the 2,000 who uh, will be at the breakfast itself. This is Nick Ramsey returning you to the studio. This is David Daniel just outside Hotel Texas on the parking lot awaiting the arrival of President Kennedy for his outside speech at 845. A police captain has estimated the crowd at 2,000 people. They're about 50 deep forming an arch behind wooden barricades and forming a semicircle. An announcement was just made that President Kennedy, along with Vice President Johnson, Senator Yarbrough, and Representative Jim Wright would be here in just a moment and urge the crowd to bear with us. And that was the result, an outburst by the crowd. And here is the President. That's the kind of strength the United States needs economically, in space, militarily, and in the final analysis. That strength depends upon the willingness of the citizens of the United States to assume the burdens of leadership. I know one place where they are. Here in this rain, in Fort Worth, in Texas, in the United States, we're going forward. Thank you. The president now takes his Thank you for being here. The President and Mrs. Kennedy will begin the motorcade here uh, after the Chamber of Commerce breakfast is over. Thank you so much. That was Representative Jim Wright. Now the President makes his way to greet some more of the crowd walking around the barricades, touching the hands of those around the barricade. We have a long microphone, which is about 14 inches long. It looks sort of like a long pistol. Secret Service agent approaches this and says, just don't put that in front of the president. Total Information News from WBAP Fort Worth. Norwood McClendon reporting. President Kennedy drew prolonged applause in Fort Worth this morning when he said this country next month will fire the largest rocket booster in the world, putting us ahead of the Soviet Union in space. Later, President Kennedy told a Fort Worth breakfast audience that Texas ranks fifth among the states in prime military contract spending. He also spoke well of the TFX fighter plane contracted to General Dynamics Fort Worth. From Fort Worth, the President and Mrs. Kennedy and their party go to Dallas where the Chief Executive addresses a luncheon gathering. Tonight they'll be in Austin. The Kennedys will meet the people again in the downtown Fort Worth, back to Carswell Motorcade, as they proceed up Main to Belknap, west to Jacksboro Highway, then to River Oaks Boulevard, and on to the air base. The party is scheduled to leave for Dallas at 11.15. Your straight line to reliable reporting, WBAP Fort Worth, where the news comes first. A big city has been told to be on its good behavior today, and we're it. From Dallas Love Field, the Dallas-Fort Worth area broadcasters bring you a special description 
of the arrival of President John F. Kennedy. At this moment, three special jetliners are supposed to be in the air between Dallas and Fort Worth. They were scheduled to take off a few moments ago from Carswell Air Force Base in Fort Worth for the brief flight to Dallas. Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy and their official party began their Texas tour yesterday morning when they departed Washington. From there, they have visited Houston, San Antonio, then on to Fort Worth, where they spent last night. If time allows, we'll bring you up to date on their stops at uh, those three previous points. But right now, the eyes of Texas and the nation are focused on Dallas. The president's car is being delayed momentarily. We can't see from here exactly what is holding it up. He, uh, yes, we can, too. He has now decided to shake hands with one or two more people, and that is the cause for the delay. But this is the moment where the Secret Service has its point of tension, as we have talked with many of these Secret Service men in the past few days who have arranged for the President's security. They say, when the President stops moving, that's when we're concerned, because that is when the possibility of trouble comes to the forefront. And here comes the President now. In fact, he's not in his limousine. He's departed the limousine, and he is walking. He is reaching across the fence, shaking hands, shaking hands with many of the people who have come here to see him. He is closely accompanied by Dallas police officers and, of course, the Secret Service. But Mr. Kennedy stepped out of the automobile. He is now shaking hands. Mrs. Kennedy is right behind him, and they are walking along the line of the fence, shaking hands with some of the hundreds of people who have come here to view their arrival. Now, this is a distinct departure from the plan that had been set forth many, many days ago. And now here's Mrs. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. She also is going along. So is the vice president. They're making their way along the line of the fence and uh, still are not in the official limousine. The only members of the official party in the presidential limousine who didn't depart are Governor and Mrs. Connolly. They have stayed in the limousine. But the president, the first lady, the vice president, and Mrs. Lyndon Johnson all are walking along the edge of this fence, shaking hands with the crowd. And they are being greeted by placards of varying emotion and uh, political feeling. Those saying, we're with you all the way, JFK, and those saying, help JFK stamp out democracy. So he is seeing Dallas County politics at the height of a very boiling moment in Dallas political history. Thousands of children now swarming, trying to get over the fence. The Dallas police trying to keep them back. And the security is tense at this time, but is going beautifully. Vice President and Mrs. Johnson are, oh, some 25 to 30 feet behind the President and the First Lady in the handshaking tour, the unofficial, unscheduled handshaking tour. And now the President and First Lady are retreating from the fence. They're heading now for the official limousine where Governor Connolly stands waiting their arrival so that they can make their way downtown and out to the trademark. But this was one of those impromptu moments for which President Kennedy is so well known. So many times you have heard that the Secret Service men suddenly find themselves without the president, that suddenly he has left them and stepped into the crowd, the milling throng, and decided to shake hands and give his personal greetings. And this, once again, he did. So you could say perhaps that this is more the norm now than the unexpected because it has been done so many times. And there's 
The gunmetal gray limousine, blue and gray, pulling away now from the fenced area. The President and Mrs. Kennedy seated on the back seat. Governor and Mrs. Connolly on the second seats or jump seats. And then the official driver and Secret Service men are in the front seat. And uh, immediately behind them, another car swarming with the Secret Service. Car making its way through the rain puddles left by this early morning rain. And all of the other vehicles in the official motorcade are now falling into line. And the trip to downtown Dallas and the trademark is underway. Another group of spectators lining a parking lot area. The presidential car has slowed down so that they may see and that he may wave to them. But now the motorcycle escort, a flying wedge of some one dozen Dallas police motorcycles leading the way, and the pace is picking up as they head for the departure gate and the trip downtown to the trademark. This has been a special broadcast of the arrival of the official presidential party. President and Mrs. Kennedy, Vice President and Mrs. Lyndon Johnson and other members of the official party as they arrive in Dallas today where they will attend the luncheon and the president will make an address. They will depart here at 2.30 for Bergstrom Air Force Base at Austin. Then there will be overnight guests at the LBJ Ranch and then they will... Unofficially, our schedule says they will depart at noon tomorrow for Washington. So the party is now leaving Dallas Love Field, and the spectators are scrambling. It looks like bargain day right after Christmas, as thousands of people dash madly to get another view of the president as he and his first lady depart Love Field. The special broadcast, a full effort on the part of the Dallas-Fort Worth area broadcasters. We have been speaking from atop a huge broadcasting van where we hope we've given you somewhat of a word picture of what has occurred here today. And now we return you to your local studios from Dallas Love Field. The speech of President Kennedy at the Dallas Trademark will be broadcast by 570 Radio. Stay tuned for the President's Dallas speech at the Trademark on 570 Radio. This is WBAP 570 Fort Worth. Our time now, six minutes before 12 noon. A new date set for disarmament negotiations. The 17 nations taking part in the disarmament discussions have decided to try again in Geneva beginning January 21st. President Kennedy keeping a date. He's now in Dallas, Texas. That's an area where there are a lot of supporters of Arizona conservative Republican Senator Barry Goldwater. Mr. Kennedy expected to take a few pot shots at Senator Goldwater's stand that American field commanders be given authority to use nuclear weapons. Earlier today in Fort Worth, the president spoke to a breakfast meeting of the Chamber of Commerce. He praised the military hardware that Texas plants turn out. And then ABC microphones picked up this reference to a new plane to be built by General Dynamics in Fort Worth. There's been a good deal of discussion of the long and hard-fought competition to win the TFX contract. But very little discussion about what this plane will do. Then the president went on to praise the TFX as a plane that will serve all our military forces and give the free world an aircraft no other on earth can match. Mr. Kennedy made no reference to the congressional hassle over the award of the contract to General Dynamics instead of Boeing Aircraft's cheaper version. One man who won't be in Dallas when the president arrives, former president, uh, Vice President Richard Nixon. Nixon there on a business trip. He left this morning. Nixon said he thinks the 64 Democratic ticket may dump Vice President Johnson if the going gets rough. There's another bit of hoopla going on in Texas today. In Uvalde, John Nance Garner 
is celebrating his 95th birthday. Axis Jack was vice president during FDR's first two terms. A little while ago, ABC telephoned the Garner Ranch. We talked with a member of the Garner household, Ray Scott. We asked Scott about Mr. Garner. He's pretty happy. He's having a good time. The president just called, and he welcomed him to Texas. They talked about two or three minutes. And he had about 100 people come to see him. And the band was out, out in the front yard playing, high school band. And he's in happy spirits, has a big cake and everything. People bringing him presents. And our best wishes to John Nance Garner. That Alabama grand jury coming to Washington will get a chance to look around the Justice Department, but neither Attorney General Kennedy nor any other department official will appear for questioning. The Alabama jury is attempting to question the Justice Department about the use of an automobile to take the Reverend Martin Luther King to a civil rights rally. This is Bob Hufker again at Main and Ackerd in downtown Dallas. And the first red lights are now visible coming uh, far down the street. Uh, just having now turned right hand uh, onto Maine off of Harwood. And the uh, large uh, police escort is now ahead of the presidential uh, motorcade. Buses are pulled over to the side of the street and the crowd is surging forward to uh, close in somewhat on the leading cars. There are five, six, seven motorcycles still here in front of the first cars. and the crowd at our point is surging forward. There's a big cheer going up as the uh, president gets further down. And now the ticker tape uh, and uh, other confetti and such is beginning to flow from the windows uh, all over the uh, large uh, buildings here and uh, engulf the entire uh, motorcade. Here comes the first car with Police Chief Jess Curry and uh, Sheriff Bill Decker. And here is the President of the United States. And what a crowd, uh, what a tremendous welcome he's getting now. We can, uh, and there's Jackie, she's getting just as big a welcome, and the crowd is absolutely going wild. This is a friendly crowd in downtown Dallas as the President and the First Lady pass by. There is Linda Johnson and Lady Bird passing by in the second car behind Moore, and here come the congressmen in their automobiles, and there comes the press, they're shooting the entire crowd as they move along here. Here is KRLD's cameraman Jim Underwood along with others, and more press people coming by. As we can see, the presidential limousine even further down the street, it's a tremendous welcome, not a placard in downtown Dallas. And here comes the White House press. Uh, the big chartered uh, bus is now arriving. And uh, more limousines, the entire motorcade is now being, as we can see the rear of it, it's uh, the crowd closing in behind the motorcade. And up ahead of the motorcade, far down uh, the street towards Simmons Freeway, we can see the crowd is absolutely going wild. And there's more ticker tape falling out of the, the windows. There are people absolutely uh, looking from every window here in downtown Dallas. And it was a wonderful welcome as the President and Jacqueline Kennedy uh, passed our point at uh, Maine and Ackerd. The latter part of the motorcade has just passed, and now the entire Main Street is completely filled from building to building with people. And they're following the motorcade uh, down towards Dillon's Freeway. The people really enjoyed that one glimpse of the President of the United States and Jacqueline Kennedy. They're going further down and just about now, as we can see, far, far down uh, Main Street towards Simmons Freeway. The motorcade is just about to reach the uh, location of the county courthouse. 
and the people are still running down Main Street following the presidential motorcade. The enthusiastic welcome that uh, broke loose here at Main and Hackard has followed the president all the way through, and thousands and thousands of people who were crowding the streets here are following the motorcade even further down uh, Main Street towards Simmons Freeway. It uh, was a wonderful welcome for President Kennedy and Mrs. Kennedy. There was uh, certainly uh, no adverse demonstration. It was a tremendous welcome that Big D gave our chief executive. The presidential motorcade is now just uh, far, far, uh, out, almost out of our sight, and the only thing still visible above the heads of uh, thousands upon thousands of people who are still following the motorcade down Main Street towards Simmons Freeway, just the very top of the big buses carrying the official party and the congressman as well as the White House press. It was a tremendous welcome here in Main and Hackard and all along Main Street in downtown Dallas. And now gradually the crowd is uh, beginning to thin out at our location and uh, we can see a little bit of traffic beginning to move uh, far down to the east on Main Street. And those who are following the presidential caravan are just about out of sight now too and most of the crowd at our point are going back to their respective jobs and wherever they have to be on this particular afternoon. This is the nation station, WLW, in Cincinnati, your clear channel service. Eastern Standard Time, 1.30. NBC Radio News on the Hour, brought to you by Wind's friction-proofing products to correct and prevent car trouble from radiator to gas tank. Now here is Martin Nagronsky, NBC News. President Kennedy denounced critics of his foreign policy today as prone to confuse rhetoric with reality. On the second day of his Texas tour, the president used a Dallas speech to contend that those who advance seemingly swift and simple solutions to every world problem will end in endangering the nation's security. Though the president didn't mention Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater by name, there was no doubt his remarks were aimed at the man who is now regarded as the front-runner for the Republican presidential nomination. Acting Commerce Secretary Franklin D. Roosevelt, Jr. has testified to the Senate Banking Committee that the U.S. will have to hurry its decision on selling surplus wheat to the Soviet Union as the Russians have now set a May 21st deadline for beginning shipments. Roosevelt argued against the proposal of South Dakota Senator Mutt to bar government-sponsored credit for wheat purchases by any communist nation. He contended this restriction would bar U.S. businessmen from getting a fair chance to win a part of Russia's annual $4 billion of trade with the free world. At the United Nations in New York, the 17 member states of the presently postponed Geneva Disarmament Conference voted to resume negotiations at Geneva next January 21st. And more news after this from Winds of Friction Proofing. Carefree driving begins with a can of wind and a can of wind. Today. Did it happen this morning? Did you step on the gas and finally realize that the pep and zing your car used to have is gone? Sort of takes the joy out of driving, doesn't it? Well, there's a very good answer to your problem. It's called Wind's Friction Proofing. Wind's Friction Proofing restores a healthy measure of the pep your car has lost with age. It increases power and gas mileage, makes starting easier on cold mornings. But best of all, Wind's friction proofing penetrates the surfaces of the moving parts inside your engine. It smooths and seals these parts to hold engine wear to an absolute minimum. Next time you stop for gas or service, add a can of Wind's friction proofing to your crankcase. Your satisfaction is guaranteed or 
your money back. So add a can of wins today. Here again, Martin Nagronsky. A two-day conference between West Germany's Chancellor Erhard and France's President de Gaulle has ended, and a report from NBC's Bernard Frizzell in Paris. West German Chancellor Ludwig Erhard made plain here today the German government's reliance upon the United States for its defense against the threat of Soviet aggression. That was the note on which Erhard wound up his two-day visit here to President de Gaulle. The French were reportedly careful not to present to Erhard a choice between themselves and the United States. But the Germans were said to be astonished at the sharply critical attitude of the French toward American policy. A joint communique called for all necessary efforts to get the common market moving forward again and to increase trade with the United States through the forthcoming Kennedy round of negotiations for tariff reductions. But no concrete agreements were announced. This is Bernard Frizzell, NBC News, Paris. Democratic Senator George McGovern of South Dakota, home state of the Fisher Quintuplets, has a letter from a constituent that he finds hard to answer. The constituent writes that he doesn't mind a bit all the gifts to the Fisher family, but that he feels he's being unfairly treated despite his similar circumstances. I've got five children, too, he complains to Senator McGovern, and just because mine came one at a time, no one has given me a cent. Michigan's Governor George Romney insisted today at the Midwest Governor's Conference in Omaha that he is not seeking the Republican presidential nomination next year. This is Martin Agronsky, NBC News, Washington. When your child is sick with a cold or flu, remember what doctors recommend. Bed rest, plenty of fluids, and aspirin to reduce fever and relieve pains. When you give orange-flavored bear aspirin for children, your child will feel better fast. And knowing he feels better, so will you. Each tablet is the one and a quarter grain dosage doctors recommend for children. And it gives you such confidence to know you're giving the best. So always, orange-flavored bear aspirin for children. This has been NBC News on the Hour. Listen again on the Hour for NBC Radio News brought to you by Bear Aspirin for Children. Emphasis adds to your listening enjoyment weekdays on the NBC Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Friday, November 22nd. Welcome to the Tune Pipe. Fred Bernard and Little Abner here until 3 o'clock. It would appear to be another one of those gray and overcast days with some rain falling around the tri-state area. Cloudy skies to continue with the showers off and on again, that type of day. Be a little windy this afternoon, too, with highs in the upper 60s. While we're at it, we'll get right to the forecast. Present temperature is 58 here in Cincinnati and the relative humidity at 85%. Uh, Indianapolis has rain in 58. Dayton has rain, 65 there. Columbus, 65. Louisville, 68. Lexington, 69. Huntington, 69 degrees, and they're all reporting cloudy skies. Leading edge of the rain is showing on the radar from near Toledo to Dayton to Andersonville, Indiana. 
to mid- midway between Louisville and Evansville. Now you have it all in your mind. This place is the eastern edge, about 40 miles west of Cincinnati. The rain is spreading eastward, 15 to 20 miles an hour. We may have a few sprinkles in advance of the main rain area, which falls mainly on the plain. But that's next week. This week, Little Abner. WLW is the only station permitted by the Federal Communications Commission to broadcast on 700 kilocycles in this country by international agreement. It's the responsibility of WLW to provide service to many thousands of people who live either in rural communities or on farms or in towns not large enough to support its own local radio station. For many years now, WLW has attempted to meet its responsibilities and obligations to provide this service. It's Management, farm department, and staff earnestly solicit your suggestions as to how our service might be improved, either in the field of entertainment, news, or information that's important to you. Your comments and suggestions will certainly be appreciated. They'll receive the careful and thoughtful consideration of all of us here at the nation's station. We ask that you address them to Steve Crane, General Manager, WLW in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now to Dogpatch USA, and before we get the proceedings underway... We'll have to stand by here just a moment. There may be something happening. Yes, there is. There's a bulletin just handed me from Dallas, Texas. An unknown sniper fired three shots at President Kennedy. This is uh, in connection with President Kennedy, who is now touring Texas, as you know. Uh, I'll tell you exactly how this reads. Dallas... An unknown sniper fired three shots at, and then there are five letters, P-M-O-U-X, then a flash, Kennedy's name is misspelled, flash again, and at the bottom of this headline it says, Kennedy, seriously wounded. We will, of course, be awaiting further details on this story, so please stand by. This report just in from Dallas, Texas, an unknown sniper firing three shots, evidently at the presidential party while they were touring Texas, the bottom of this, it says, Mr. Kennedy has been seriously wounded. We will, of course, bring you details as they are received. 